Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Chris and Alan will be sharing unique and raw insight on what it takes to succeed. Both hosts are authors and businessmen and have been mentoring and consulting for their clients for over 50 years with their combined knowledge. So without further ado, we have an exciting show for you today. Let's get started. Hi, it's Christopher Cumbie with Think Bold, Be Bold, and uh, I'm actually with uh, a new co-host today that's filling in for Alan Witch. Well, Alan has taken himself um, into uh, something uh, that was important, uh, you know, in this uh, last couple of days. So with that said, uh, I'm going to introduce, um, well, we're going to introduce two people new to this show today, but uh, for my co-host, and, and you've heard him before, uh, an awesome guy from Aussie land and, uh, you know, a really good friend of mine, Dave Clare. Dave, you there? I am here. The Wiz of Oz is here. The Wiz of Oz. Good day from down under. Good day from down under. And you know what? It's it's a good night from down under. Yeah, as a matter uh, of fact, it's yeah, it's, it's past midnight. <laughs> I threw Dave on the fire uh, just because of some things uh, that Alan had to uh, you know take care of today. Uh, however. He will not fill Alan's shoes, but he does have shoes of his own that he will definitely bring a flair to this show, and I know you're going to enjoy, Dave. So, Dave, welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank for, you. Uh, thank you for being here. Now, I just want to walk everybody through a, a little bit of an imagination right now, because uh, you know certainly our guest today is going to bring some wisdom. I, I call it a genius zone. You know, she's a mm. wellness specialist. Um, she's someone who works with people to guide them through, uh, you know, life's challenges, if you may. And um, she's got uh, such an amazing resume. First of all, she uh, was a journalist um, and uh, wrote for, you know, prestigious publications in the New York Times. And, you know, that's something in itself to, uh, to be part of that and have that. But, you know, most importantly, she's such a giver. And, you know, again, I'm going to give the unique pleasure of Dave, uh, you know, giving the complete introduction of our, our guest today. But I just want to walk you through a bit of an imagination. And, and, and really, you know, Peggy helps people supercharge their life. I gave it away already, but you don't know her last name yet. So uh, Dave will do that. And um, without further ado, Dave, why don't you take over and uh, we'll get right into it with uh, our, our guest, Peggy, today. Absolutely. I'm kind of starting to know what it feels like to be Alan now because you always do such a great job of introducing the guest speaker and then you throw it to Alan to <laughs> introduce them. <laughs> so Alan, feel for you, brother. Uh, today I have the absolute pleasure to introduce someone who I've just met for the first time, but I am very excited to listen to her today, Peggy Sealfen. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. That's how we say it in Australia. Uh, so Peggy is a personal development coach author, motivational speaker. Uh, using her advanced studies in the science and system of integrated human development, Peggy assists individuals towards higher levels of physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Like, wow. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing this. Uh, her integrated life personal coaching system is a customized approach to awaken personal balance and ignite the inner source of empowerment. Uh, she combines ancient yoga techniques Oh, sorry, yogic techniques, mindfulness and spirituality with functional medicine, modern psychology, energy medicine, nutrition, and neurosciences, and all big words that I, a simple guy like me, cannot pronounce. Uh, <laughs> she is the co-author of the Change Insights into Self-Empowerment. Her best-selling book is Escape from Anxiety, Supercharge Your Life with Powerful Strategies from A to Z or A to Z, depending where you're from. 
Peggy, welcome to the show, to the house. What do you say? What do you hear? What do you guys say? Yes, Peggy, welcome. Peggy's in the house. Peggy's in the house. Peggy's in Peggy's the in house. Peggy's in the house. All right. Well, good day, Dave. And hello, Chris. And what a fun introduction. I'm just enjoying sitting here watching the two of you. I want to just be the observer here. <laughs> this is <laughs> fun. Thank is. you for inviting me. Yes. Yeah, so this is Peggy, going to be a fun time together. It will. And uh, I know you're down in Florida as well. Uh, how How is uh, Florida for you? I love it. I've been here a long time. I'm originally from New York City, but I love the outdoor lifestyle year round that we get to enjoy here. And for the work that I do, since I work with people all over the world, I can really be anywhere. And this is a great place to be. Yes. So I love it. And on the Gulf of Mexico, as you know, Chris, it's beautiful. It is. And, and, and we're so uh, blessed, if, if I can use that word, you know, just being able to be around that um, part of nature that's just so important. Um, I find the water... Uh, probably brings me back to the utero days, uh, you know, probably. Uh, and I think that does a lot for a lot of people when they go into the water and they feel uh, something. They might not be able to put their finger on it, but I think we all get that joy uh, of being around the beach. And, and, and what a great beach to be around, as you know. So welcome, um, you know, from the concrete city, the largest <laughs> concrete city, uh, you know, definitely uh, challenges the world of, of concrete cities anyway. Uh, New York City, and what a great city. Uh, I love New York, uh, but I definitely love the beach more. And um, welcome, welcome all the way from. So, you listen, Peggy. We're excited to have you here because you have some amazing insight and, and some unique things that you do. And I heard something that Dave uh, mentioned: integrated human development. I just love how that sounds and I can't wait to really you know dive into that because uh, again everybody brings a, a great genius to this show and this show is about learning this show is about bringing some of the ideas uh, your story and uh, basically help others with seeing things that they may be sitting here listening and, and maybe pondering and then you touch on a little button that gives them an epiphany or uh, a bit of inspiration or motivation to go and do the things that they really want to do in life. And so I always say, you know, everybody get your journals out because this is going to be like all shows, a place to, to really learn. And I see Dave has his journal. He's ready to go. And um, I don't know what he had written on there, but uh, I don't even want to bring it up. Anyway, <laughs> uh, listen. Peggy, let's uh, let's get right into it. Uh, you know, tell us, um, you know, where you what, what's your journey? Because we all have one, and better yet, as you go come along that journey, where you are now, and then a, you know, this is a three part where you're going and and really um, how you're helping people, and and you're such a giver. Uh, you know, it's just amazing. We'll talk about you know how people can contact you and all of that after the show. But um, I want to hear you know right from you. Let's get started. All right. Well, how much time do we have if you really want to hear my journey? <laughs> the, the abbreviated, um, the abbreviated, you know, okay, fast real forward. authentic <laughs> and uh, the unique insight to, uh, to your world of, of where you were and, and where you're going. First of all, I think so many people struggle, and out of adversity, we come into ourselves if we approach it in the right ways. And so I came from a place of great struggle, and I went through a lot of different experiences from childhood to young adulthood, where I had a lot of strange illnesses doctors couldn't even identify, and each time I thought I would die. And also, I had just self-worth issues of who am I, what is my purpose, I have this illness, I'm dying, 
am I going to survive? What am I doing here? And so I think we all go through this self-judgment. And when you talk about the integrated life, it's really how we end up getting disintegrated. We fragment our energies and we end up in so many different directions that we don't know where we are. And so that's really been my journey is finding where I am. And once I found where I am, I realized that it's a very empowering place and every one of us can be in this place of integration and empowerment. And so that's what I've taken on as my life purpose and I'm really uh, challenged, excited by it, gratified by it because what I do is really help people. Um, I like to say I, I light their candles so that they can see their greatness. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Light their candles so they can see their greatness. That's amazing. Actually, I just came up with that today, but I love it too. <laughs> I, had, I had a client this morning that I was working with, and she was so struggling with having been fired from her job and trying to figure out, well, where do I go? What do I do next? And being able to work with her one-on-one -on -one and have her connect to really all that she is and recognize that for herself and be able to get on this path to real fulfillment and to really be on purpose. And here's the real takeaway that I really find important to share is that when you're really doing your purpose and you're in your passion, you never work a day in your life because you love every minute, every day, everything that you're doing. Not that there aren't challenges, because there always are. Sure. And I, I see Dave nodding. <laughs> but in reality, it allows you to move through those challenges more effortlessly. And that's what I help my clients do, is really navigate those treacherous waters in ways that are fun, are easier, and are enlightening, and allow them to really be in their higher self. Amazing. Amazing. And, you know, just again, to reiterate, light their candles so that they can see their greatness. And, you know, that you actually just had that, uh, you know, epiphany, if you want to call it today, when helping uh, the people that you're helping, or in particular, this, uh, this young lady. Uh, amazing. So fra fragmented direction, you know, I can relate to that, you know, and, and from a perspective, you know, something that I believe is that when you know who you are, you'll know where you're going in life. And um, I think that that's what most people deal with is they're not quite sure, first of all, what they want, which is a translation of, you know, not knowing really who they are. And, you know, finding that, um, you know, is, is, is such an amazing gift when given to you that, you know, all these other things start to come, uh, you know, towards you. So that that's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that so far. Um, I know Dave's itching. Uh, I see him right there. He, he uh, he's like, "Hey, wait a second! Don't go anywhere. I need to uh, I need to jump in." So, Dave, jump in. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, I, I just I've been chomping at the bit for this because that light their candle. This is something that I, I share with people. I, I, I heard the expression probably 15 years ago at least now, but a candle loses nothing from lighting another. Yes, wow. exactly. So when you talk about lighting their candle, you lose nothing from lighting somebody else's candle. You actually probably gain something. You know, it will actually the two create a greater brightness. I love if that. You like. It just gave me chills, Dave. That actually gave so me that's chills. That's what I was holding on. Like I got to tell you. you. <laughs> look at look at the big brain on Dave. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but really, that's to Take me. Take that, Ellen. <laughs> what we're really all about. That's why we're doing this this podcast right now Absolutely. is to really light other people's candles and. It actually makes our candle burn more brightly. For sure. Yeah. And so it 
and that's what we're really all about. We're resources for one another. We need to support and help one another, especially in the world that we live in today with all of the crises, with all of the challenges, with all of the fears that are spinning out of control. It's really important that we be kind to each other, that we be compassionate to each other, and that we really tap into our humanness. We've lost touch with that. We all exist in our egos, and we are driven by this egomaniacal approach to what's in it for me? What do I get out of this? And what's important? And instead of really looking at life and what can I give to make things better? Because when you give, you get. Absolutely. Absolutely. And will you help me? Um, I'll ask both of you. Let's bring back the golden rule. Because I think that um, it's lost in translation, it's lost with the new generation, and it, you you touched on it today in terms of helping others, and you know in in the sense that you when you do that, you're really you know um, if we want to call it mirrors of each other, you're helping yourself, and you get through yes. that, and you know I'll, I'll put it out there, and, and I'm a big advocate for um, you know really helping people create the image of themselves outside of the image makers making the image for most people and that's really what we're up against you know is that you talk about ego it's the image makers that make that ego come out and uh, and 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 overtake you know the soul of people and we lose touch with those things and you know we might be getting into a little existentialism if you want but i truly believe that we all have that inside where you know once you're in touch with yourself the true self the one that you know is full of love and that can look at every situation as love then you know we're really you know at a place at that point where we can still you know really start to see our life take off and you know amazing you touched on some really amazing stuff so well and chris it's really important for people to understand too that we come along through our journey getting all these messages and impressions that really color our sense of who we think we're supposed to be rather than tapping into our authentic selves and who we truly are. And what happens is as you talked about, Chris, the branding, you know, the outside illusion, we're all smoke and mirrors instead of really being in our power, really being who we are, because who we are is pretty amazing. And we have such an expansive capacity as humans that we are not tapping into. And that's part of what I'm really focused on in helping others reach that place where they can really go so much beyond what they ever imagined, because actually what they're imagining is self limited There's all these inner thoughts that are uh, derailing them. Another client I was just working with this morning also, same kind of um, misperceptions about who she is, where she's going, and she plays out these scenarios into the future that are all illusions, and they create such fear in her that it's paralyzing her from stepping forward. So eliminating the fear, being in her power, being who she is, allows her to operate on a whole different level and change the paradigm. Right. Amazing. So let me ask you a question. Um, What motivated you to move into what you're doing today? Uh, What really was that, you know, um, ultimate pivot you know, because you had a, an amazing career, you you know, you're in New York and, and you're doing things. What what happened? <laughs> 
I am an adventurer and uh -huh. I love learning. I love exploring. I love learning new things. And so all of the different kind of careers that I've been through, and I, I tell people I have a PhD in reinventing myself because as I meet people that I knew years ago, they say, wait a minute, I thought you were doing baba. You know, I thought you were a journalist. And then they suddenly realize, well, wait a minute, you're a personal development coach. When did that happen? But I think life happens. And I think you're guided along the way if you follow the signposts and recognize um, the arrows going, Peggy, turn here. They're all very clear. And I didn't recognize them early on. And so I kept trying these different things, which um, was creating a lot of ups and downs for me, a lot of challenges. And through those periods of anxiety and stresses, I started training uh, to help myself, to really help myself out of those depths of depression, of um, dysfunction. And so I began training with an internationally known yogi master. And that was my first aha, where he really connected me to my light. And he really made me realize that I have gifts that may not be like yours or Dave's, but they're valuable for the world and for myself and for humanity. And so I began exploring and training in functional medicine. I trained in um, neuro-linguistic programming. I trained in a lot of esoteric areas as well, such as reconnective healing with uh, Dr. Eric Pearl. I've trained in crystal medicine therapy. I have a million certifications. I trained as a life coach. But all of these things were for me. I trained in them for myself so that I could grow and learn who I was. And when I connected with this place within that's really happy, that's really full of love, I realized all of us, every single person in this universe can connect to that place. And I now was empowered with some of the tools to help them. And that was one of the reasons why I wrote my book, Escape from Anxiety. It's It has over a hundred different strategies for really how to interrupt these patterns that we get stuck in. And they really do become patterns that get grooved in our brains. Neurosciences has shown us these neural pathways that get formed that create these habits. And so fear, stress, anxiety, dysfunction, those all become habits that we default to. Right. And we can interrupt that. We can change it. Absolutely, and you said some really uh, unique things about you know neurolinguistic programming. Um, you know, we have had some great guests on the show that specifically work in that area, and, and you know, my um, uh, my coach in uh, hypnosis and, and and really helped me get through some of the blocks that I had and that I didn't actually know I had, and that's what happens with a lot of people. They don't know why they are are not fulfilled. They, they know something's there, but they don't know why. And diving in on that level, as you said, you, you, you started really seeing your life uh, improve. And as you saw that, now you can teach others how to do that and, 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 and give them some tools. So that's really exciting. I, I can't wait to read your book. And I, I apologize. I usually try to read everybody's stuff as, um, as they're coming on the show just to get some insight. But I'll, I'll make sure that I do that. And, and, I, and I really, um, really will. You know, the habits that we form. So, you know, I believe we're on that hypnotic rhythm. We all have one, you know, those <laughs> days that, you know, we just kind of do the same things, you know, almost sometimes Groundhog Day for some people, uh, getting in their car and, you know, driving to work and dealing with the things they have to deal with and, and, and maybe, a, you know, that, that once in a while dream that pops up. 
you know, what do you say to some of those people that have that dream that they know and they keep, you know, recurring? Because it's funny. I just had, um, I played, I, I just played kickball. Um, I didn't even know what kickball was because in Canada, I'm Canadian. Don't know what kickball, you know, was. But the Americans play this game. It's like baseball. It's a big rubber ball. And you kick it like a you know, softball and uh, you run around the bases and you carry, you know, you catch it and, and you throw it, you know, people out. It's a, it's, it's a real fun game. I, I had so much fun playing, but you know, we went afterwards uh, as, as you know, sports normally do organize like that. And, and we go and have a bite. And, and I heard this one guy, you know, talk about the fact that he was a pro golfer, um, you know, really had this dream um, of, you know, making it. And, you know, at some point something shifted, you know, wasn't quite um, at the top, you know, where he needed to be and, and everything just kind of disappeared. But interesting, it, yeah. very interesting. And, and, and Sorry, go ahead. It's interesting what you just outlined because there's two different aspects of that. One aspect is that, yes, we have habits. Some of them are good. We get up and brush our teeth in the morning. We might get up and stretch in the morning. Those are good habits. But then we have habits that we don't even know we have. And they're often pre-programmed. And they're from those messages I mentioned earlier, from parents and from teachers. And we get messages that, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to amount to anything. I'm not thin enough. I'm not smart enough. I just don't have enough money. I just don't really know how to do this. So we have all of these habit thought patterns that we get stuck in. And that holds us back. And so sometimes we, and oftentimes, we develop these dreams. Oh, if I had this, then I would be happy. But we internally don't believe that we can achieve that because, well, I'm just not good enough. I just don't know enough. I'm just not smart enough. So I can't do that. But that's really what I want. And then I would be happy. Right. And so it's a real disconnect between inner and outer. And that's part of the work that I help people overcome because it's a very internal, deep-seated, energetic subconsciousness where we store those messages and it controls what we do, how we behave, how we think, how we feel. And it can be very destructive. But what I do is, you know, in, in modern psychology, you go through cognitive behavioral therapy or talk therapy where you kind of go back through early childhood experiences and discover, well, oh, my mother was really too strong and too um, brutal on me, and, and so I was traumatized. What I do is we don't have to go there. Right. What, what I do is energetically help people release it. So I use a lot of the yogic techniques, with a la- which allows you to really open up all those channels and meridians to really activate... Um, natural healing mechanisms within the body. You don't even have to know what was bothering you. And it just releases through some of these different methods that I use. And I had one client who was always biting his nails. And after three months of practicing one particular technique, um, he suddenly came to see me one day and he said, you know, he said, I've bitten my nails my entire life. He said, I'm not biting my nails anymore. And I don't even know when I stopped. (laughs) So and those that's are the a, kind of things that happen. Sure, absolutely. You know, and this young gentleman, um, a very good golfer, still loves golf. He uh, he'd actually said something that was uh, really interesting. You know, he said, 
you know, everything sort of disappeared, you know, in the collegiate, it's like a meat market. He said, you know, you're just in it. And then, you know, you just get picked apart a little bit along that journey. And then all of a sudden your dream is taken away. He still loves golf. He still plays golf. Uh, but he felt he needed to go and make a decision in life to, um, you know, pursue, let's call it a career in sales at that. And, and, and it's great. Um, but at the same time, he's mentioned something, and this is what brought up the point that he uh, had these ideas about, you know, helping those that were coming up and, 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 you know, you're not prepared. He talked about not being prepared for the fact that maybe that'll all be taken away for whatever external reason or, you know, internal reason. I always believe there's a reason for everything. But the point being is he wanted to really teach others. And I'm like, so why don't you? And to your point about the self-doubt, the, you know, the credibility factor, he goes, well, I don't really have a resume to be able to help those. I go, my friend, you have the greatest resume in the world. You have the experience of going through that and you know what could happen. So preparing others, you know, for something beyond maybe their dream that they had could result in helping them see other things that are possible so that they don't, you know, to your point, get derailed in a way that, you know, is self-deprecating and and to a point where they go in, you know, an opposite direction and, you know, they can find reasons for that or better yet, they can use their skills in other ways and so many other ways. So I, I wanted to bring that point up and, I, you know, Dave, I know you've got another question for um, for Peggy. So let's let's get at her. Yeah, <laughs> I got a question. I got, oh, I got a bucket load of it. questions here. <laughs> uh, very first, I've got to touch, you know, the um, PhD in re- uh, reinvention. Yeah. Madonna is the queen of reinvention. And look how well she's done. So, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, she made a life out of reinventing it's herself. It's fun. I think. It's actually oh. fun. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I sometimes challenge, is it reinvention or is it uh, evolution? Yes, right. Good point. Yeah, you know, I, I just challenge that in that space because... Well, in our culture, it's reinvention. Yeah, that's because right. Because our culture really does... They expect you to be pigeonholed in one way, and then they accept you in that way. And when you change, they have trouble figuring that out. So mm. it's more in their realm of understanding to really talk yeah. about in terms of reinvention. Because and, and I just find that in, you know because once again patterns that a, a lot of people I deal with they talk about you know I'm rebranding or rebranding my business right. or rebranding and I said well are you rebranding or are you just evolving your brand to the next level you know and so same thing playing it on an internal level as you were talking about um, you know that was that so I'm just fascinated by that but um, uh, you're talking about uh, natural healing I really like to explore a little bit more about the mind body connection. Um, in that space uh, because I truly believe like I have a heart condition and things like that I don't make a big deal of it but I know I can feel inside myself and I've said to people oh, I need to rest right now I know my body needs it I can feel it or whatever I just I find this tremendous connection between the mind and body and you know obviously I would huge. imagine with your yeah 
Uh, I think it's huge. underplayed a lot in society. So I'd love to hear a little bit well, more about Well, and actually, that. There, there, there is so much more being done in the mind-body connection. And I'm really excited about seeing some of the evolution of Western mm -hmm. medicine now beginning to really incorporate some of the Eastern understandings of that mm -hmm. mind-body. And that's really what I'm talking about when I talk about integration. It's really mm -hmm. about integrating mind and body and connecting yeah. in that place of oneness. Because when we are truly connected in that way, the body and mind function far more optimally. Everything is optimized. And one of the things that we tend not to do in our culture is really take time out to enter into that integrative state. I call it the zero stress zone. It's that place where you just feel calm and easy and, and effortless. Everything becomes effortless. And it's sort of like when the golfer or when um, a performer gets lost in the performance they're in that mm. they're they're just in that place of integration and everything just feels so effortless and, but they don't know how they get there they can only do yeah. it when they're doing their performance or they're playing golf and so what I do is I teach people how to get there consciously because that place is the place mm. where we enter another dimension of empowerment and healing so I do a program called Integrative Relaxation, and actually I had a heart problem. One of the situations I had when I thought I was dying, I was diagnosed with a diastolic heart murmur, which doesn't ever go away, and you have to, is that what you were diagnosed yeah. with? Well, guess yeah. what? Mine went away. Yeah, well, I managed mine away. Well, and that's the point we can heal ourselves and right. energetically we have the capacity but egotistically and mentally we're, we're, we don't have the belief so this is beginning to change now and we're beginning to merge this understanding in a way mm. that is transformational and it is changing medicine and what's interesting is when you look at the way medicine developed it's really based on the newtonian approach of you know everything is made up of separate molecules and so when we have a heart problem we go to a cardiologist well right. what may be really influencing that heart problem may be something mental emotional it may be from another part of your body that's causing some aberration in your heart and that's where it's yep. manifesting but a cardiologist might not look at some of these other things right. might right. not look at um, nutrition and what might be actually causing this imbalance in your body so when we look at quantum physics and we look at the fact that everything is interrelated and interactive and we really are all one, we really are all interconnected energetically, it changes our understanding of medicine as well. And so we are beginning to treat mind and body. And they found things like, you know, we are energy, Albert Einstein said all matter is energy and mm. so there's ways of influencing energy electrically electromagnetically with light with sound so we can influence changes in our body I do things with sound therapy for instance and mm. there's an oncologist in New York who was using um, the ancient Tibetan bowls and crystal bowls with his oncology patients with incredible results mm -hmm. and wow. I've had spontaneous healings happen in people from just using sound therapy so my point is there are and that's why again with escape from anxiety I incorporated like so many of these different methods because they all work but you have to find what resonates and what works with you to be able to come into that place of integration yeah, and I think that's a critical thing, as you talk about, you know, being an adventurer, and I wrote down here, um, you took ownership of 
the, your adventure to discover your gifts, um, ones that will be valuable and created the tools with it. And I think that, that, that speaks a lot to this. We need to take more ownership of what's going on inside ourselves before we can, because you know, th sometimes we give up that ownership or we expect someone else will tell us how to solve our problems. Right. And I think my body knows how to heal itself better than anybody else does. I agree with you. And, and in fact, that's one of the things that I really advocate as people are dealing, especially with physical illnesses, mm. that they, they need to tap in and, and begin to get into that place of connection, mind-body, so they can really, they know what will heal themselves if they take the time to get quiet and tune into it and to be more proactive and interactive with their medical providers so that they're really part of the process because you know yourself better than any doctor can really know you. They know symptoms, they know um, different uh, medical treatments to treat those symptoms, but they may not be treating the whole body, which is one of the reasons why I studied functional medicine because I love the approach of really treating the whole person and treating yeah. nutrition, treating exercise, and looking at a timeline. Well, what happened at different points of your life? Because what we're finding is emotional and mental components affect us physically and they manifest physically. And in the United States, the Center for Disease Control did a study and it showed that 85% of illnesses are caused from emotions. So we're, and biophysicists have, have found that, you know, we used to think the brain was like the function center of the body. And they're now finding it's really the heart. The heart has a response and signals the brain, which then activates everything. Right. So emotions, mm. really key are emotions. And people tend not to believe in themselves. They believe in what other people tell them about themselves and they're too caught up in the ego of, well, how do I appear? Well, how do I look? Well, and, and they're too concerned about the judgment instead of really being in their power center, being authentic as we talked about earlier mm. and really taking ownership as you say, that was a great way to put it. Yeah, for sure. You know, you, you, you know, the symptoms versus the roots of, you know, what's happening in the body and, um, you know, the connection between the heart, the brain and, um, and, and your emotional guidance system, I like to call it, you know, I always check in, see where I'm, you know, uh, emotionally responding to things, but better yet, what is my attitude towards that? You know, because I think that we can, you know, really look at things and, and ask ourselves, you know, what is my response to this, not my reaction? Because we all have that reaction that can happen, especially if someone puts us, you know, in a spot where we want to, you know, ego out, I always call it. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to go at, you know, at the challenge with the ego rather than, you know, look at it and say, hey, if I'm responsible for everything that's happening to my world, then I have a chance to respond to this. If I keep my attitude positive, I then dismantle any negative energy, which then, you know, creates that emotional response, as we know. And um, I'm a true believer that uh, we can manage that and, and we just need to be conscious of it. So, you know, well, and, and we have to practice tools for sure. You know, it, it's a practice. It, it it's, is. it's awareness, first of all. And then it's about developing tools and techniques that you assimilate into your life that you practice. And it becomes part of your everyday. Instead of popping a pill, right. I think we over-medicate people who have symptoms of depression sure. and so forth. And I'm not saying that that isn't needed to some degree. But I do believe that lifestyle choices and developing these methodologies that you use in your own life every single day, you can manifest 
a healthier mind, a healthier body, and really be empowered to be all that you are. And not to defer happiness to some future dream when I get there, right. but also to mm. really be, choose to be happy right now. Happiness is I'll an be inside happy job. When. Yeah, right, I'll be happy we do when. that. Right, right. Feel, yeah. you, know, I, you know, feel good now. Feel good now. Yeah. Feel good now. You talked about earlier this thing, and so I've had it boldly written down, but I'm going to go there anyway because this is a bold thing anyway, right? Uh, yes. so, <laughs> yeah, Thanks for the plug. Thanks for the plug, Dave. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah, give to get. And th this has actually been one of my life mottos for years. And I guess and I explain this to my children, the same thing is it, it sounds like a selfish thing, but I do give to get. And what it is, there's only two ways to be happy in life. And it is for me to receive something from somebody and it'll make me happy. Oh, look, thank you for that. Or for me to give something to somebody and I feel happy because I did that. I cannot control what people give me, but I can always control what I give to others. Sure. Yes. So if I want to be in control of my happiness, I just keep giving. <clears throat> Absolutely. You know, and, that's, and that's when I think about the give to get. And, and you know, I do have my moments of, you know, as everybody has in life, I, I'm human, but I go back to that space of, well, if I'm not happy, what, what am I not giving? Or what could I give to get back my happiness? Well, I will share with you, I'll be bold, and share with you a, kind of a personal revelation I had because um, I have a wonderful life partner. He's just a fabulous man, and I'm a very generous person. I love to do things for the person I really care about, and I love to give. He's not a good receiver. He happens mm. to be a giver also. He is so nurturing and caring and demonstrative and does all these wonderful things, sends me notes all the time and surprises me with things. And I have had to learn how to be a receiver. I didn't know how. Mm. It was really hard for me. And early on in our relationship, I said to him, I said, you know, one of us has to learn how to receive. And he said, well, it's not going to be me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I figured if we were going to stay together, I had to learn. So, but this is true in relationships. There's so often when we think about what can I get out of this relationship instead of what can I give to this relationship. And a lot of times, too, we misinterpret things that are going on. And again, it comes back to that ego consciousness where someone does something, they're late for dinner. And the person who's waiting for them starts interpreting, oh, you know, they just don't care enough about me to really be on time, mm. and this isn't going to work out, I, I don't think they really care about me. In the meantime, they had terrible traffic, and there was an accident, and, and there was a real reason. But the person waiting was playing out all these crazy scenarios that none of them were real, none of them was illusionary. And so that's another important takeaway that I really want to share with everyone is mm. the idea of really being present with what is in this moment and not create all those scenarios. Oh, well, what if and what happened and what did they mean by that? They might have just meant that they really wanted to be with you, they love you, but they were late. It, it happens. Mm. Right. It's life. Right. And so we need to, as Chris, you said very eloquently, we need to learn how to respond rather than react. And the, and the only way we can really change relationships that we feel aren't working is to change ourselves. And we're not in control of any external circumstances or anyone else. The only thing we can control is ourselves and how we respond. And that's what we each need to work on. And if we each worked on that just for five minutes every day, Mm. Think how amazing 
our communities and our world would be. Most definitely. Absolutely. Most influential person in your life, Peggy? Yikes. <laughs> There's so many. Um, <laughs> but I think the most recent most influential person is uh, the world-renowned yogi master I worked with, Amrit Desai. And I'm actually working with him on a book right now. And he brought yoga to the West over 50 years ago, was one of the first. And the yoga he's he teaches is really a yoga of consciousness. It's really not about doing postures and asanas, even though that's a component of it. Sure. But it's really about understanding and connecting to that awareness of the energy within and coming into those places of integration. And so I went out to Colorado to train with him in what's called Yoga Nidra. That was my first training. And that is so empowering and life-changing and healing. So, Dave, I, I red flag that for you because mm. what I found was in 20 minutes of doing yoga nidra, which I call integrative relaxation, because I have clients who say, well, I can't do yoga. And I ask them, well, can you lie on your back and just close your eyes? Well, yes. I said, well, then you can do yoga nidra. <laughs> but then I changed the name to integrative relaxation so nobody's off sure. put by it. But yeah. the point is that in just 20 minutes, you can actually take people into deep levels of consciousness, into theta, delta states, which are the states you go into when you go to sleep, which are the restorative places. And mm. Dr. Herbert Benson, out of Harvard originally, over the last 40 years, has done studies in the relaxation response. And what he's shown is that if you take 20 minutes a day to do a relaxation response like Yoga Nidra, at the end of eight weeks, he found that over 1,500 genes in your body are expressed more healthfully. Wow. So I've used this with healing with a lot of my clients who have fibromyalgia, who have cancers, who have lots of different uh, pain issues from illnesses they have. And it is amazing how quickly it begins to work and transform them. Amazing. That's so a really I would great say answer. Yogi Desai is my hero and um, has really given such amazing gifts to the world by connecting people to these deeper understandings of who we are and really our, our human evolution, as Dave, you alluded to. And just one last point from Yogi Desai, because I love this. Uh, earlier, Dave, when you were talking about how we're on this evolutionary path, yeah. he, he talks about the fact that along that evolutionary path, to kind of help move us along, we have these, ready, perpetual therapeutic irritations. So when you get annoyed about something, or you get angry, or you get irritated, these are opportunities for you to evolve. I love mm. that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. I just actually thought about a perpetual therapeutic irritation that I can learn from. And I, <laughs> so Technology. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, I think, uh, you know, for some of us, um, you know, outside the millennials, uh, you know, we can get yeah. irritated with that. Why is this working? Yeah. Right. It worked yesterday. <laughs> what and, is you know, I always on? look at those things that happen. I always stop and tell, ask myself, what am I supposed to learn from this? And sometimes mm. it's patience. Sometimes yeah. it's letting go. Sometimes it's, you know what, I'm not supposed to be working on that right now. This is not the right yes. time. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've got a little trick for myself as well um, when I'm in that is that, especially if a challenge and issue, you know, arises, is that I, um, you know, completely park it. And I park it in a sense that I just let it, you know, all right, it, I have to, it's there. I, I know you're there. But right now, I'm not going to pay attention to you. I'll just come back to you. Um, and I let it sometimes sit for three days. And usually, in most cases, it just sort of corrects itself. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's no longer an irritant, um, you know, as it might have been if I just tried to continue, you know, let's call it forcing myself upon it and, and, and creating more um, irritations around it. So Absolutely. Carl Jung said, what you resist persists. Persist. Right. So if you let go, it does dissolve. And you can then see solutions in a different way. Absolutely. It's kind of like what I teach people to do is, you know, instead of struggling against the river of life and, you know, coming upon those boulders and fighting your way over the boulders is to really relax, let go with all of it, stay in alignment. And what happens is you, you navigate around those boulders and instead of fighting against the current, go with the current, right. letting it take you where you're supposed to go and trust it. Awesome. Thank you for that. That, that was just perpetual therapy irritations what am I just stop what am I supposed to learn from this and right. just ask the question I love that that is that is a golden nugget all right I, I, I like a, it I wish I had a bell um, <laughs> you know, just to ring for the golden nuggets because again like I said audience uh, you know using your journal and writing these things down and be able to go back and reflect and ponder and think about these things and actually sit and think about these things that you know Peggy's so gracious to give us so much insight because you know Peggy uh, we'll give you an opportunity right now and Dave's got another question for you as well but I, I just want to give an opportunity for you uh, to tell people where they can find you and you know perhaps how they can work with you and better yet um, you know, uh, what, uh, what, what you might, um, be able to kind of throw out there, uh, for the audience today. Thank you. I would love to share that one of the areas that, uh, is really near and dear to my heart is my escape from anxiety book. So the easiest way is to just go to escapefromanxiety.com and that'll connect you to everything. Awesome. Or you can go to integratedlifeplan.com and that'll kind of outline lots of the different things. I even offer a free 15 minute session with me. You can get on Skype or get on the phone with me and we wow. can talk about what you you might be needing to address and I can help guide you through that and if you want to work together to resolve it I'm I'm there that's I'm fantastic here so what are you doing at about 1 30 today I'll call you on Skype is that what you're saying I have at 2 30 <laughs> I have a 1 30 <laughs> all right okay fair enough um but uh thank you for sharing that and uh there you heard it uh everyone that you can um you can go in and and find Peggy and she's even willing to spend uh, a little bit of time with you just so you can get a good sense of maybe how she can help you uh Dave you're up all right um I'm going to take it back a little bit and then bring it back to right where we were. It's, um, you know, Chris, you're talking about your friend, the golfer, and getting out and, you know, having confidence in that. So it's, it's Peggy, be ready. It's going to be around building self-confidence. I want one simple strategy that people out there, the listeners, can use to start really growing or building their uh, self-confidence. Because I'm a firm believer that sometimes all you need is one in a row. <laughs> right. Okay? Because you can't have two in a row until you've had one in a row. 
Right. So sometimes you just need that one client. You worry about, oh, I got, you know, I don't have, who's going to want to trade for me? But just find one person that you can teach. And, you know, everything starts with one in a row. And, then, you know, and then you can stand on that one. And then you can, as Chris likes to say, walk as far as you can and then look or see as far as you can and then see even further. Um, so around that confidence in self, uh, in building the self, what is one simple strategy to help people go from one in a row to two in a row? To be honest, I think the best piece of advice that I can offer right now, which is really counterintuitive, is to take time to relax. Ah. And here's That's what I the thing. Down, so it's good. <laughs> it's really about dropping into stillness. And actually, I offer a free uh, audio that you can access going to 3minutestodestress.com. And that's the numeral three, three minutes to distress.com. And in just three minutes of taking a time out, giving your mm. mind and body a chance to rest, relax, restore, renew, actually gives you back more time. You become so much more productive. You feel much better about yourself. If you're dealing with an illness, it actually helps activate the healing. And so it's a fantastic way. And I recommend people do it first thing in the morning. And then I recommend they set an alarm sometime mid-afternoon, which is usually a slump in our biorhythms, mm -hmm. uh, to do it again. And just take that mm -hmm. time out yawn, breathe, stretch, or do my three minutes, and change the energetic flow in your body. Get up and move, breathe, and connect within. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Murray has a, yeah. Sorry, go, go ahead, Dave. Sorry, I was going to say, Bill Murray has a great quote, which I use, uh, the sales training program I developed is called Relaxed Selling, and I teach salespeople how to, you're at your best when you're relaxed. Yes, you learn right. the best, so, you can't function yeah. when you're tense. I mean, I actually do an exercise with people where I show them the difference of how it feels when you're tense and how it feels mm. when you're relaxed. And some people do not even realize they're going through their lives tense all the time. And that mm. is going to affect their health. Their, their bodies are going to break Physiology and everything, your psychology and everything. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, Peggy, uh, so. just tell us that uh, free audio. Where do they get it again? Three minutes to de-stress.com. So that's D-E-S-T-R-E-S-S. Love it. Three minutes to de-stress.com. I encourage, download mm. it, download it on your smartphones, have it handy, and use it often. Yes. You'll feel amazing. The more you do it, the more benefit you'll get from it. Perfect. And thanks for that. Three minutes. My pleasure. Amazing. Thank amazing. you. This is amazing. so fun to be with you guys. I asked for one simple strategy, hour. and you gave me one that's three minutes long, and that's, I can't get much more simpler than that. Thank you. What a great answer. Well, I'll tell you what. We'd love to be able to uh, talk to you um, for the whole afternoon, but you know, we know oh. you have stuff to go uh, going on. Yeah, Dave's like, i, I got go to go I would too. Well, no, come to the beach, and we'll hang out. <laughs> well, Dave's got pages. I'll at the golf. I'll, I'll take... Uh, be a long I'll, flight for Dave. Yes. I'll yeah. take you up for uh, on that uh, for sure one day, uh, Peggy, because we're, we're pretty close to each other in in all relative respect but yes. um the um one thing i you know and i want you coming back will you come back this year uh, i would love to okay. I, I love being with you guys i, I, I think there's just so much you amazing can share. work good well thank you for that and you know <laughs> i'm just doing stand-in amazing work I'm not <laughs> that's alan's job well, you're doing awesome stand-in listen it's <laughs> thank it's, you it's all about the guests coming on and the and the and the, like i said the golden nuggets they can share with people that are listening and can relate and say to themselves 
man, I'm just going to try that one little thing, you know, be, you know, just kind of see what happens. And I, and I encourage everybody listening to do that. Just try something and you'd be amazed at, you know, the different things that are going to help you, especially with all these wonderful people that come on and, and Peggy being, you know, our guest today. And thank you for that, Peggy, uh, for Thanks providing for some us. really yes. amazing stuff. So, um, but we're coming to, uh, close to the end of the show here, but I've got a question and you might've already covered it. You've covered so much amazing uh, content for people to really absorb but we have something we have on the show that's called you know one bold move you know that one bold move that people can do right now to really make a positive change in their life you know that they want to just go and you know do something that's going to you know really take them to the next level um, or a start to that next level in their lives that they really want to start seeing so take us away on that Peggy we'll come back we'll say our goodbyes and um I, I thank you for that. Well, a bold move would truly be to take that first step and make it a leap, a leap of faith, so that what I teach a lot of people through the neurolinguistic programming is the idea of chunking. You know, if you look at all the things you want to do or you dream and what you need to do to get there, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So really to be bold and to really have the courage to take that step is to just put one foot in front of the other. And one of my clients just gave notice at her job. She realized it was toxic working with me, and now she's taken that giant leap, and she's going to pursue the path of her passion. So take the step and be connected to your passion. Love that. I love that a lot. Chunking it down, you know, it's like that bit of a metaphor because we certainly can't do that but how do you need an elephant you know one bite at a time right exactly that's it that's it (laughs) so thank you peggy uh for being here you're such an amazing inspirational person and and you really found you know that that silence and that relaxation inside of yourself because i certainly feel like i'm relaxed right now and thank you for uh thank you for Mm. pointing out some things that um you know i can certainly work on and and i will um you know thank you dave for being here uh in alan's uh absence uh and uh you know you've done a fantastic job and and great questions and great observation thank you sir thank you sir thank you chris and dave it's really been a joy meeting you so i hope our paths continue to stay connected now that we've met and Chris again I love what you're doing and keep thinking bold this is a wonderful platform thank you for the opportunity yes and uh, thank you and and, and we will be connected going forward we've got lots to do Peggy we've got a lot of people to help and I uh, you know really encourage you to uh, to to keep working with us as well and and we look forward to that Uh, audience thank you for being here the you know come to iTunes give us some ratings and comments anything you're looking for Mo, you know in particular uh, Peggy's show if you're looking uh, to really make some positive moves in your life mm. you know Peggy uh, has a lot of great tools that can really help you and take her up on this you know listen there's not a lot of people out there that are willing to give just a little bit of time and that little one little you know 15 minute chunk if we want to call it can really change something in your life so again thank you thank you Dave uh, thank you uh, just thank you thank you thank you thank you <laughs> and um, it wouldn't be a show without me saying do something nice for someone today 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.